welcome to Spiritual and Ambitious. I'm your host, Whitney McNeil. I'm a certified medium and spiritual teacher, and I help spiritual and ambitious souls just like you live your life purpose through your career and attract abundance by connecting into your intuition and spirit guides. Let's get spiritual and ambitious. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Spiritual and Ambitious Podcast. Today, we are talking all about numerology with guest expert, Megan Alton. She's a master numerologist and intuitive strategist. She's an economist turned numerologist, which is so interesting. I can't wait to talk about that. And that gives her the passion about helping others with their intuitive gifts, but being supported in a sustainable business at the same time. Now, Megan's unique approach to teaching numerology activates her students to feel the energy of numbers and use the energy for alchemy to transform challenges into opportunities and potential. And I love this because I think so many people can shy away from numbers and Megan really puts her unique spin on it. So welcome to the podcast, Megan. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I love that you bring light into numbers. And sometimes when we talk about numbers, we kind of squinch up and we're like, oh my gosh, I I can't do it. But numerology has always been so fascinating for me. So this is such an important tool. And I wanted to ask you for everyone that's just getting started with numerology, what really is it in your definition? Numerology, in my definition, is really using the language of numbers to interpret energy. And we have lots of different ways to interpret energy. And some of the languages, you know, speak to certain of us in different ways. And numbers happens to be one of those things that really, really speaks to me. And I love what you said a minute ago, because so many people have this like dislike of numbers that was like put into us at a young age of like, I'm not good at math or I'm not good with numbers. And really what I've come to understand over the years of working with people who study this is that's often your soul telling you that you've only been sold half the story, that there is so much more available to understanding numbers than we've ever been taught. Mm, I really like that. Whatever you said there, I felt also an energy transmission when you said it. So I was feeling that as well. So tell me a little bit about how you got into numerology. How did it started kind of showing itself to you? And, and how did spirit guide you to that? Well, you know, it's kind of a funny story. I had started my business as an entrepreneur. And I had previous discovery numerology, I was like, okay, I'm starting to know and understand things that I don't know how I know and understand. Right. And I'm like, this was my deep dive into like, what is intuition? What is energy? Like what is happening? And so I started my career as an entrepreneur. I started working as a business coach. And at the same time, as I was coaching my business clients, I was going under this very like personal journey to understand what energy was to me, what my spirituality was, what my intuition was. And someone gave me a numerology reading. And honestly, that moment, like it's seared in my soul because they said to me, they're like, you're really sensitive, aren't you? And I was like, yeah, you know, like this is something I've been working on my whole life. And they're like working on, this is part of your gift. And I was just like full body tingles in that moment of like, oh my God, the thing I thought about me for so long was a problem is my gift? Like, are you kidding me? And so it just caused me to really go down the path to understand, like, what do my numbers tell me about who I am 
And how has that maybe been distorted or misinterpreted just because of social conditioning, right? Just because of how we should show up or how we're conditioned to show up. And what if there was a a more clear way to look at that and see it as a gift and a strength? And that is what started everything. That's amazing. I love that full body. Oh my gosh, this lightning bolt kind of feeling that comes out. And one of the things you said before, you said, this is a different language. And I think that's really going to speak to so many people. I teach the four intuitive languages, and I really feel that we can learn our gifts through different ways. And I love that the concept of numbers being a different language that speaks to us. And I think that you make great sense of it and you teach people to do that, which is amazing. Tell me a little bit about how the transition was from being an economist to a numerologist. I mean, how did you go through that? I know so many people listening are spiritual and ambitious and they're either starting their own business, want to, or already have. And sometimes we need that little nudge to just kind of do it. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, this story is kind of funny because I was never one of those people who knew I was intuitive. I didn't know I had any gifts. I didn't have any like profound moments as a child, like none of that stuff. As a child, I was very interested in business because I had created this belief system in my mind that money equals freedom. And so I wanted to figure out what are all the ways I can understand business, understand money in order to feel more free. And that was my mission, right? So I studied business, I got a business degree, and then I went on to study economics. I have a master's degree in economics. And my goal was to understand money, understand numbers, understand how the economy worked. And that's what I studied. And I went on to work for the provincial government where I'd work with these massive spreadsheets of data to look at how do the patterns and the numbers predict what's going to happen in the economy. And that was my job. I was a forecaster, right? So I'd forecast the economy. The government would base those numbers on to use for their budget, right? And so then I had a child. And when I was pregnant, that's when my intuitive awakening started, right, is was in that pregnancy. And so then I started feeling that push and pull of like, my career responsibilities and wanting to be a present mom and not knowing how to navigate all of that. And so then I thought, I'm going to be self employed, I'm going to start my own business so that I can, you know, set my schedule up to honor my daughter and myself, right. And that's what started it. But I was on this personal journey kind of sidelined. It's never a sideline. Like it's never a sideline <laughs> to, to, to discover my intuition. And so once I, you know, was working with all these different modalities and numerology spoke to me, I would start doing it behind the scenes for my business clients, right? People would come to me for marketing advice or budget advice or business growth, whatever it was. And I would like do their numerology behind the scenes. And inevitably it would come up in a coaching conversation. You know, they would say, well, I've been using this strategy. And it's not working for me. And I'm like, well, you know, maybe it's because that's not your nature. And I would use, you know, what I thought was kind of like palatable terms because I wasn't really like out of the spiritual closet, so to speak. And people would be like, what? Oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. How do you know this? And then then that's when I started saying, well, I'm doing your numerology and I'm looking at your code, your energetic makeup, how energy runs through you. And how that translates to how you make decisions, how you connect with people, how you build a business, all that kind of stuff. And so then people started saying to me, like, teach us how, like, we want to learn this, like, how do you know this? And so then it naturally evolved from being primarily a business coach to being primarily a numerology teacher. And I really love to kind of integrate the two now, because from my perspective, 
this is like a selfish why, but I want spiritual entrepreneurs to be profitable because I want you out there doing your work in the world where you feel supported and you don't need to be stressed about money and you don't need to have two jobs to make ends meet. And so that's just kind of how it all sort of came together in the end. (laughs) You know, this is so refreshing because I found this theme with people who are super sensitive and intuitive where they shy away from money. And I loved hearing that you said, as a child, I knew that money equaled freedom for me. And this is what I wanted to do. So this is so refreshing. And I'm sure this is part of that mission that you have to help guide others into embracing that profitable part of themselves. And I love that you're doing this through codes. So when you made that jump to your business, how did you know, like, okay, I'm doing this full time, you know, this is where I'm going to spend my energy? Was there like a knowing that came through? How did it come in for you? Well, I kind of feel like the universe orchestrated it for me. Because yeah, I was working totally. a, right? I was working a corporate job at the time. And I was doing, you know, the 40 hour work week. And I was running my coaching practice in my off hours, right? Which when you're a mom to a toddler, there is not a lot of off hours, right? And so I was trying to take clients in the evening and on the weekend. And then I was like, this is really eating into family time. This isn't working for me. And so I asked my boss, like, can I take unpaid time off? And the thing that was really frustrating to me is I was able to complete my job in like 60 to 70% of my day. I was filling time just to kind of fill time. And my boss knew that. And we talked about it. And I'm like, give me an unpaid day off a week. I'll work a four-hour work week or a four-day work week. And on that extra day, I'll run my business. And she was like, no, we can't do that. And I'm like, okay, like compressed work week, job sharing. Like I proposed every possible alternative I could think of. And every time it was met with no, 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 no. And I'm so stubborn, right? So I'm like, can't tell me no. Like you can't tell me no. So then I was like, forget it, I quit. And I literally felt like I was kind of pushed up against the wall by the universe of like, well, what are you going to do, Megan? Do you want to continue to feel like you can't put your all into the thing you know is important to you? Or do you just want to go all in? And so, I mean, I will add to that, that I had been seeing clients on the side for a little while. And so I had already been receiving some money. And so I felt like, okay, I kind of know what to do. And I had this kind of like backup plan of like, worst comes to worst, I can take some contracts and I know that I'm not going to like go broke, right? And so that really gave me the confidence to lean forward and lean into it. And honestly, like I look back and I have absolutely no regrets. There's definitely been times where I'm like, oh, wow, I'm not making enough money to make ends meet. This is scary. But then to go through those times and go, wow, I still came out the other end and I had some beautiful insights or lessons or whatever. And like, here I am still standing. It's been 10 years now since I started this business. Mm, Very inspiring. I love how the universe orchestrates our spirit guides help us. And that's what I was doing too. I was working this other job and I would work on the weekends and the evenings. And I thought at some point, you know, I need this clear sign. And I'm really happy that you had that sign. It was almost like I have to make a choice. Like it is decision time. And you know, spirit can do so much for us, but ultimately it always comes up down to us, right? And we just have to walk the walk, actually do the thing, which you've done. So if anyone out there listening has already had a reading with me years ago, so I no longer do readings, but what I used to do, Megan, at the end of the reading, I'd pull some cards and I would also 
look at their numerology and the cycle that they were in. And I found in that moment that it was so validating, like whatever came through from spirit was also validating when I looked at the numerology just in their personal cycle. So I wanted to ask you, could you tell everybody what a personal cycle is for them like in the year and how that shifts and changes? I think that this would really give some people some insight as to what is that? You know, how could I actually use that? And maybe talk a little bit about life path too. So I'm going to hand it off to you. You know more about this than I do. I love it. Thank you. Well, I kind of look at numerology as there's two aspects, right? There's the one aspect is me as my personality. This is the energy I was born into. And this is like my individual unique code. I will carry it with me my whole life. It does not change. I am who I am, right? However, what I say to people is that energy runs in polarities and bandwidths, right? So you can experience one end of that bandwidth or the other, depending on where you're at in life, what challenges are being you know, put your way, what soul agreements and soul contracts are playing out. And you know, just to use as an example is the part about me being too sensitive. This is one of the shadow traits that I can carry in my code is I can get caught up in this sensitivity, which becomes a depletion of my life force energy if I'm not working with it properly. And I had spent my whole life minimizing it and sidestepping it, which resulted in that depletion. And as soon as I was like, you know what, I'm not going to work with this in that way anymore. I'm going to claim it as a gift. I'm going to claim it as a superpower. And it's not always going to be perfect. And it's not always going to be pretty. But I'm not going to allow the shadow trait of that to drain my life force energy anymore all of a sudden, my sensitivity becomes an asset. And this is the reason why I do the work I do. People hire me, my courses and readings are in demand is because they want my sensitivity. And so, you know, even though your personality is fixed and doesn't change, in a sense, you're working with these bandwidths of energy, which you're going to be encouraged throughout your lifetime to integrate in order to become the best version of yourself, the most powerful, most potent version of yourself the purest expression of your natural energy. And so here we are. And then the second piece is that we are moving through patterns and cycles throughout our lifetime, short patterns and long patterns that are going to put us in various different scenarios that will both challenge us and be triggered in our shadow, as well as provide opportunity for us to step into our gifts and our strengths and our assets. And so when you look at like what you were mentioning, oh, like a certain cycle or a certain season that a person's in, you can identify that band of energy and you can say, well, here's going to be the shadow that comes up or the challenge that emerges. And here's the opportunity. And I can be, you know, unconscious to it or unaware of it and just kind of like fumble along. Or maybe hopefully I have guides that point the way or have other intuitive languages that will support me. Or I can see it like in black and white on a piece of paper of like, well, here's the challenge. Here's the opportunity. How do you want to work with it? Mm. And this is why I always link it to alchemy because most of us end up experiencing the challenge first. And this is because human beings, it's not always the case. And I wish it was more, you know, less the case, but we tend to be motivated to change through challenge. And so in order to strengthen our gifts, we experience that like resistance training of like going through a difficulty because it's through that difficulty that our muscles and our skills really grow and we become more and more powerful or more and more potent the more we own our truth. Yeah. 
Oh, that's so powerful. Well, I've got more questions to ask you about what a personal cycle looks like when you kind of put it on paper. And I have something we haven't talked about. I want to get your take on readings as well. When we come back after this really quick break. As a professional psychic medium, I've done tens of thousands of readings, but I felt a call to move more fully into teaching intuition, but I still get so many requests about doing readings. So while I don't do readings anymore, I have brought in some very trusted colleagues who are now available for live one-hour readings on Zoom. If you would like to book your psychic medium reading, go to messengerofspirit.com forward slash appointments to see our available readers and schedule your Zoom reading today. All right. Thanks for listening and hanging in there with us. I've got Megan Alton, numerologist, here to talk about how you can utilize numbers in your life and in your business with numerology. So We've been talking about personal cycles and yearly cycles. And so I wanted to talk about that energy you mentioned where it doesn't change. So would you say that, is that a life path number? Is that, okay. And that is your month and your day and your birth year added up, correct? Yes. So yeah, I tend to call it ruling number, but yes, it's also known as life path number. And it's literally, you take all the digits of your month and your day and your year you break them apart and you add them all together, right? So I'm February 5th, 1980. So if you were to take all those individual digits and add them up, you actually get 25. And so most of us, you know, unless you're born after the year 2000, you tend to get a big number and then you would break it down again. So for me, the two plus the five equals a seven. And so I would be a ruling number seven or a life path seven. And I look at when people do this calculation, I would look at the numbers between two and 11. So if you have 11 or smaller, then keep it. But if it's bigger than 11, then add it up again. Oh, that's so helpful. So each life path or ruling number has their set of challenges and the opportunities. That's so neat. So you take that and then tell me about how you would access looking at the energies for each year. And I, my understanding is you're adding the new year instead of your birth year. Is that right? Yeah. So there's a few different places you can look. So one of the things that I love about numerology is it's these patterns upon patterns and cycles upon cycles, um, kind of like concentric rings of a tree. So I can look very specific and precise. I can look at one day. I can look at a week. I can look at a month. I can look at a year. And I can look at these nine-year cycles we go through. And I actually layer two numerology systems together. So the one system that we're talking about right now, yeah, I would look at your month plus your day plus the current year that you're in, right? So right now we happen to be in 2002, 22. So you would add your month plus your day to 2022, right? And then again, you could break it down. And that would tell you what stage of this nine-year cycle that you happen to be in because this nine-year cycle is a manifestation cycle, right? And so you're going to be working through the numbers one through nine, and each number has sort of a challenge and an opportunity and kind of like a desire or an energetic ask of you, right? And so when you're working with that energy and you're kind of swimming in that current, it's going to flow you towards whatever it is that you're desiring to manifest. The other system that I bring in and layer is the system I call alchemy of numbers. And it is based on playing cards. 
So there's actually 52 archetypal energies that a person can be born into. And those patterns are going to be determined by a very complex formula. But you can look very precisely and very specifically at those opportunity windows and work with them. And it's kind of these layers, right? Of like, what is available to you? Oh, is this the cards of destiny? Or is this something else? It is. That's one of the, the one of the textbooks that I, I recommend to my students. The guidance that's been coming through to me around all of this is that this system has been is so precious and it's so sacred and it it originated in Atlantis. And so it's this very special system and it was cared for by a brotherhood that had to keep it in hiding for all kinds of different reasons. But now that this system is ready to kind of see the light of day again, it's missing a big chunk of it, which is the feminine goddess energy that wasn't able to stay maintained in it. And so as I'm sharing and developing it in the system, using the resources, you know, like you say, the cards of destiny, and there's a few other places I look for my resources, and integrating that with the channeled messages coming through around what pieces need to be kind of reintegrated that used to be part of the system. And then as well as an updated interpretation of the energies. Mm-hmm. Because the energies that we're working with now are very different than the energies that we're working with when the books were written, you know, when the authors made their own interpretations. And so, yeah, that's kind of my passion right now. <laughs> I love that. That's so helpful. I have a question about that personal year. So there's two, I think, belief systems. I wanted to ask you what you feel in alignment with. So do you go off a of personal year on January 1st or do you go off a of personal year on birthday? Birthday. Mm-hmm. Birthday. I use birthday. Yeah. Okay. So my birthday is March 29th. So technically, if I were to calculate my personal year, I would still use 2022 up until March 29th. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So until your birthday hits, then you would switch into the current year, right? And so for people like you, it's early in the year. It's kind of easy enough. Um, it does get confusing for some people when their birthdays are like, you know, October, November, December, but at the yeah. same time, right? Like it's, it's, it, they're subtle where it's like, you know, I always tell people like it's numerology is giving a structure to interpret energy. Mm-hmm. So you're looking to the structure of like the personal year calculation, the ruling number calculation to give you a foundation where your intuition is going to start to speak to you, right? So letting yourself trust that as well as leaning into the formula of like, okay, so yeah, my birthday's in November. So right now I'm going to be operating on the 2022 personal year all the way through until November of 2023, which these are kind of finer points that I go into in my training and everything, but it's helpful to know if you've got a baseline of numerology of, you know, numerology guidance. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I always felt aligned with that too, with the birth day. So I love that we're still on that wavelength. I just wanted to get your opinion because I know you're working in this all day, every day, and you've got so much wisdom and knowledge. So can you share with us about the energy of 2023? <laughs> Tell us oh a little gosh. bit about that. <laughs> I am so excited about 2023. And I love the timing of this call. It just works out perfectly because I spent some time diving into it last night for my own practices. 2023 is a universal seven energy year. Seven energy is so different than what we've been dealing with for these last couple of years. Particularly like we've been in six for 2022. It's going to be very, very different. Six has been about a lot of hanging on, right? A lot of kind of hanging on and a lot of like stuff coming up where many of us have been like bracing ourselves against it. 
right? We're like, I see the changes or I see some karmic patterns that want to come up, but I'm afraid. I don't want the boat to be rocked. I don't want things to get too chaotic. Meanwhile, in our bracing against it, the chaos is expanded, right? And then seven comes in and says, like, what are you afraid of? Trust yourself, go within, find your spiritual guidance system, your inner guidance system. And like nothing you think you know is true. So go and explore in the unknown. Like how do you create safety in the unknown is you have that strong inner relationship, that strong inner relationship with your spiritual counterparts, with your heart, whatever that is to you. And learning to build that sense of trust in there so that we can move in the unknown. We can go and make changes. And next year is going to be so, like 2023, is going to be so full of changes and so full of creating new from, you know, what has fallen away. And I think, you know, I'm so excited for the people listening to this podcast, for your world, for my world, for all of our worlds, because I've started to really understand that 2023 is going to be the year of the Oracle. So anyone who has any type of flares that they're working with, any type of ways of communicating with energy, with source, this is going to be your superpower in 2023. It's so needed because if you're moving in the dark and there's literally no path to follow, all you have is your ability to interpret the energy. Oh my gosh, that's so powerful. That is really exciting. And this leads into what I was getting from spirit that we wanted to do. I wanted to pull some cards from the Oracle deck. But when I created this deck, I actually put numbers because I really feel like they speak to us. And so what I want to do is pull a couple cards for everyone listening, but get your interpretation of the numbers (laughs) that come through. You know, I'm also personally reflecting and in the the cards of destiny, I'm a seven of clubs. And I'm like, Oh, my gosh, next year is going to be a seven. Um, So it's going to be interesting with a life path of a or right really number of a five. So it's so interesting. By the way, I have your mug that talks about the life path of five, and I love it. Oh, <laughs> so <yay>. thank you. <laughs> yeah, I love that. So let's Good. put some cards for everyone and oh, see what comes it. up for 2023. And if you're listening to this, no matter when it is, this message is for you. So the first card I have here, Megan, is the card of the butterfly, and this is break through your limits, and it's got the number three. So anything come up for you on that with the numerology? Well, three is all about creativity. And I love the idea of break through your limits because three is about creativity, it's amplification. And one of the themes that's come up very recently is this idea of illusions crumbling. And that part of being in the crumbling is uncomfortable. Like that chaos is uncomfortable, but it is in chaos that we create. And that is such a beautiful butterfly analogy, right? Of like the cocoon and then emerging into a butterfly and three being creation, amplification, like what you put your heart into, what you put your energy into is going to grow and to expand and to amplify. And that's how we create. So I think that's such a beautiful and timely message for this this time where we're going to be creating in the unknown. I love it. So I've got another card. It is choice. So the card is choice. It's decision time. The choice is yours. It comes with a number 50. So what do you feel from that number? Well, so 50, we would break it down to be a five. And five is right in the middle of the manifestation cycle. And five gives us an opportunity to continue on with the status quo. 
or to say, I'm not going to be held in the limits and in the boxes of my past. I'm going to let myself evolve. I'm going to let myself try something different. I'm going to let myself make mistakes and fuck things up and do it right and do it wrong and not be hard on myself. I'm going to experiment and play and just see what could happen. And I think I love it with the two doors because to me, it's like, you can look at the two doors as like, oh, well, you have a choice stuck in the past or go in the future. But you can also look at it as like, I'm going to choose the door where there is no such thing as wrong. I'm going to choose the door where there's no way of me to fail. Like I'm going to choose the door where every mistake I make is getting me closer and closer to exactly what I want anyways. And so I think that's like a paradigm shift of what we believe reality to be. Mm, I love it. What's interesting is you were talking about the past and this last card is past lives card. (laughs) So it's talking about complete your unfinished business, but it comes with a number 39. So tell me a little bit about that. Is that the same as the three? Definitely. And I think, well, with past lives, it always brings to mind karma and soul agreements that we have, right? And so that is very relevant because leaving a six energy year, we're clearing a lot of karma. And so a lot of stuff that we carried with us to make sense of, it's now time to either like let it go, release it, or allow it to be transmuted into something different. And then when you look at the three and the nine, I think, you know, particularly with the nine together, it's like, because the shadow side of creativity is anxiety, right? So if you, so three being creative, if you have stuck creative energy, it will manifest as depression, anxiety, worry. It's that feeling of anxiousness in your body that wants to be let out in a creative outlet. And so the three and the nine, the nine is going to mirror it back of like, okay, like, where are you not honoring where you've maybe got some stuck energy that it's not wrong. It's not bad. It's asking you to be creative, to let yourself live a little lighter to, you know, and I don't want to minimize people with challenges around that. But I also want to invite in that feeling stuck, anxious, worried or overwhelmed is not a problem. It's an invitation. And there's an opportunity embedded in it, if we're willing to kind of look at well, what's triggering that feeling of overwhelm or stuckness or anxiety. Mm, So beautiful. I love this collaboration here. It's so fun. And this also gives everyone a different way to look at numbers when they're seeing cards too. So thank you for that. So I'm pretty sure we know how spiritual and ambitious shows up for you in your business. And I know that you have a free mini course. Everyone listening, Megan is gifting this free soul codes course, and you can find it at messengerofspirit.com forward slash numerology. But Megan, can you tell them a little bit more about that? Yeah. So the magnetic soul codes course, it's a three part series that you can watch that really will help you understand what your ruling number is. I share the formula and I share the definitions of the various different ruling numbers. So you can calculate it for your loved ones or your friends or whoever you want. But more than that, because I always think of numerology, it's not putting us in a box the way it can sometimes be perceived. The way I look at it is these windows of opportunity of energy and how we play with that energy and how we actually have the ability to use numbers to create transmutation, to create alchemy, if we so choose. And so I create a practice and share that practice in that course that invites us to look at some of the challenges in our life and what opportunity is going to be birthed through the processing of that challenge. And so you can use it very powerfully and potently. That's so wonderful. So yeah, messengerofspirit.com forward slash numerology. 
This course was so, so helpful. And thank you so much, Megan, for being here. Is there any last message that you feel like you want to share? Oh, I think, you know, at the end of the day, so many of us, you know, I know for me anyways, years ago, I used to think like this was the sideline. I kind of mentioned that, like I'm focusing on this and this is the sort of sideline or whatever. And what I've come to really understand through my own work and my clients' work over the years is like this work creates magnetism. This work creates a potency of life force energy and power within you that makes you undeniable for yourself, first and foremost, and then with whatever you choose to do with that from there. And so I think if you're feeling called to explore that path within yourself of reclaiming that energy that is your birthright, please do. Like it is so needed. And I am like cheering you on and celebrating you, knowing that you are like even taking a little step towards that. Mm, So wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Megan. I'm going to put all of Megan's contact info right in the show notes. And I really hope that you reach out to her because this is such powerful work. So again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I love our conversations, Whitney. Me too. All right. That's been another episode of Spiritual and Ambitious. I'll be back next week with a brand new one. But until then, I hope that you still stay spiritual and ambitious and connect in with your numerology. All right, I'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. And if you loved it, would you please share it with a friend? I would also love your review and a reminder to subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can find me at messengerspirit.com and you can take the four intuitive languages quiz and find show notes there too. If you want to connect on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram, you can find me at Messenger of Spirit. I'll meet you right here next week. Here's to staying spiritual and ambitious. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.